Mina was a champion sportsman, rough and tumble footballer with Australian rules football and the Western Bulldogs. My only complaint was he didn't play for St Kilda. Uh, a champion in the hospitality sector, he and his family have owned and run many restaurants and are involved in the coffee business. And Paul is a champion bloke. Uh, Paul, welcome. And which is tougher, football or hospitality? Thanks, Mike. Yeah, we're, our family's motto's well, always been the four Fs. Family, food, Football and friendships. So, uh, two of my absolute passions is uh, hospitality and obviously, uh, you know, football as well as family. We're one big, big family and uh, very family orientated in everything we do. It's been pretty tough though with the uh, with COVID. Um, but the tough part wasn't just with COVID and the pandemic. The tough part was the decisions by the Victorian government. What were some of the issues that you were trying to get over and that? They were just basically falling on deaf ears. I mean, we, we suffered the harshest lockdown in the world here in, in Melbourne. Uh, you know, we had a government that just didn't, didn't want to listen to any concerns of small business and they didn't want to take any responsibility for the fact that they were the ones who let the virus out again in the first place. We had it pretty much tamed and controlled here and, you know, we had poor contact tracing, we had a poor hotel quarantine set up and then we were all made to pay and suffer the consequences afterwards and without a, without an apology or anything or any, any empathy or sympathy from our our government here. It was a, it was a tough time. Um, and I know now there's just, you know, the exodus from Victoria has been staggering. The amount of people that have left to move to southeast Queensland, um, it's, it's it's going to be great for, for the state of Queensland as much as, you know, we don't like Palaszczuk up there. Um, you know, I know that people just want to move for the lifestyle, for the weather and, to get out of Victoria because uh, it's just not a great place to be anymore, unfortunately. Isn't it interesting, if you're a part of the left, apparently you have these great powers, I mean, powers to save the world from COVID. Um, are they playing politics with COVID or are they just delusional and not really grasping what really is happening to their, to their, to their businesses and the people? absolutely playing politics, delusional and... They only need to look at what Gladys did in New South Wales. So, you know, they've got the biggest population in Australia there. They controlled it. They they managed it brilliantly. They stayed open pretty much the whole time besides, the you know, the federal government enforced lockdown, which we all had to do correct and was the right thing. Um, you know, she just handled it brilliantly. She apologised for her Ruby Princess disaster and they got on with business. They got on with life. Uh, whereas some of the other states refused to do that and played, I, I believe, pure politics, and especially here in Victoria, uh, small business has been crushed and people's livelihoods, lives, homes, everything mm. been absolutely decimated without any any form of empathy or sincerity and, and, and any apology from our government whatsoever. Do you think they give a rat's, as we would say in Australia, a rat's ass about, you know, about the, the tough times they've put people through? No, they don't care at all. I mean, Dan Andrews now is drinking single malt scotch. He thinks he's got a Superman cape on. He wants to go pat his own back that he stopped the, the spread. I've got the same cape. But I've got the same cape, but I wear it yeah, at bed at night. <laughs> that's, my alluring, that's my alluring point, apparently, about uh, what my wife finds you know, really attractive with is my Superman outfit. But Dan, he wears it because he's the greatest on the planet. He's a piece of work, that's for sure. You know, the bloke's got the most ridiculous ego going around. And, 
hopefully with the you know the Victorians don't forget what he's done to us and we can stand strong when we got an election here in two years to make sure we we have this mm. horrible human being ousted. You know, we need a true leader who, who governs for everyone and not just his socialist left and, and his union mates. That's that's the cold hard reality of what's happened here in Victoria. It seems that uh whether it's in uh, Victoria, Queensland, uh, which is really odd because hospitality is very important in Queensland, but around the world, and they, the, the ones that get whacked, I've noticed, are uh, churches, gyms, and the hospitality sector. Why is the attitude towards hospitality such? Um, I can only assume it's just because you've got booze involved, and, and I suppose they, I'm assuming that the governments think that when the booze is involved, people are going to let their inhibitions go. They're going to not socially distance. They're going to hug. They're going to kiss, and they're going to, you know, uh, forget any of the, you know, the protocols that need to be in place at the moment with mm. COVID. Mm. Um, that's the only thing I can put it down to. It's, you know, there's, we believe we're the cleanest environments going around, and we've always been governed by food acts, and we've got liquor mm. licensing regulation where. Um, you know, you've got council inspectors coming all the time to make sure that, you know, your venues and your kitchens are clean. So there's so much governance in our game and why we get treated differently from everyone else, I don't know. And I can only put it down to the fact that the booze is involved and they must think that... <laughs> well, Dan's single malt scotch, I mean, he obviously bought a couple of cases of that and they're sharing that around in their cabinet meetings. <laughs> Tell you what, they're banned from all venues here in Victoria. No one wants them, no one likes them, you know, and those... There might be a few a few lefties that might let them in. The rest of us, I tell you what, they wouldn't want to set foot anywhere near us. But it's really interesting, I mean, with all the damage that Andrews and his government, same thing in Queensland, uh, McGowan and WA, you know, they've got these many little countries now within a country. Their popularity couldn't be any higher. I mean, what is, is, are those surveys they do? Are they loaded surveys or... Are people just well, believing the yeah. shit they're hearing? We know they've fudged a lot of those uh, and they're, they're union-driven uh, and a lot of the union constituents are probably the ones doing a survey. I don't know. I, I ask people all the time. I don't know one person who's actually been surveyed. We have, you know, thousands of people come through our restaurants and our venues and I ask as many people as I can and not one person's ever said they've filled in a survey or have they, you know, done a poll. So you can, they're fabricated and... Obviously, Palaszczuk won in a landslide in Queensland. It's just the Labor government has continually rorted things to suit themselves. And the fact that, you know, the Electoral Act got changed and donations of $1,000 or more need to be declared, yet no impact on union donations. Unions can just keep Mm. funding the Labor government and, you know, they're just going to keep getting stronger. Hopefully the people will start speaking and uprising and realise, you know, that the Labor governments right across Australia don't stand for what the Labor Party was originally set up for. Mm. And socialism as an ideology, it's just a crap ideology. Why do you, know, you think that's a good way to live or a good way to you know, have some sort of value? I have no idea. You're either a good footballer or you're not a good mm. footballer. You, you know, not everyone can make the AFL. So you can't just have this even distribution of wealth and expect that if you're a crap worker, you shouldn't earn the same as a good worker. If, you, if, you, um, if you're a good businessman, you shouldn't be penalised for that. And that's just, you know, this socialist regime and the way they look at things is just horrendous. Mm. But you, you've worked in the media off and on. 
Do you think the media, I mean, because we get this narrative right now from the media that Dan is God, Palaszczuk is God, McGowan's God, Biden's God, they're going to save the world. And if you dispute what they're saying, it's almost like the witches of Eastwick. You know, keep away from us. Don't spread such malicious lies. So do you think the media wear the blame also? Oh, absolutely they do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I mean, besides the Herald Sun down here in Melbourne, which is obviously a bit more right and a bit centre-right, you know, some of the other the other publications, they are all lefty publications. And I don't know, some of these journals, you'd, you'd love them to speak up. Credlin was fantastic. You've got Rachel Baxendale from the, the, the Australian. There's some of them that want to speak up. The rest mm. are just happy to sit there and just accept their paychecks. Mm. So they've never been in the real world. They've never really had to have a, you know, their own business or their, their skin in the game and their balls on the line. Mm. It's just disappointing the way, uh, you know, some people think and, and, and want to run their lives. And it's just, you just have to walk down some of the main streets here in Victoria and Melbourne at the moment and see vacant tenancy mm. after vacant tenancy. Our main streets are decimated. It's not great for a community, a vibrant community needs small business up and running. They need people employed. They need the locals employed. Mm. And it's just, it's not happening. And that's what these, these socialists are going to do. They're going to ruin and they are tearing at the fabric of our once great country mm. too. Paul, how do you think the hospitality and retail sectors should then be managed? I mean, we, we need tax reform in our game. We need, um, we'd love to see, you know, the federal government abolish FBT. Um, payroll tax needs to be abolished. We're, we're facing uphill battles all the way through. And um, there's just really is no incentive in Australia anymore to be a small business owner or to run your own business. There's just penalties all the way through. And, um, you know, it's just got a lot of us questioning why we do it. It really does. We've got everything on the line. Now you work hard to, to buy your own home, to do whatever you can do. And at the moment, there's financial Armageddon. A lot of people are faced with losing everything, absolutely everything. It's uh, quite confronting. Keep going back to the the same issue, though. It's a worldwide problem. Governments obviously are being advised or advised by the, the medical experts uh, or advised by their advisors to go down this track to, to save you know, their constituents, to save their state or city or country or whatever it seems to be working and it's all crap isn't it it is absolutely it's just it's just not great at the minute and uh i mean there's just the mental health impact the mental health problems that are out there you know a lot of the police officers i talked to they 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 were going through you know a lot of stuff through covid that they've never seen before the amount of suicides have gone up again that the government wants to crush all these you know the data around this i don't want to talk about it I mean, myself, I'm suffering some personal health battles at the moment and all brought about stress and anxiety. And, you know, that's what uh, some of the some of the other the costs of what we've gone through is is the, the mental and the physical health problems that people are experiencing. Mm. The cost of the shutdowns has been horrendous. How do you see and count the cost on a personal and also on a wider level? I mean, personally, it's... Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty strong and resilient. I'll come through my health. You know, that's that's a, that's another thing, and um, I'm working through that. Obviously, at the moment, I'm having weekly chemotherapy, and um, I'm starting to starting to turn the corner with my health. But it's been, um, you know, it has been a really really tough tough time for a lot of us down here. Just, I suppose, there's that emotional stress, there's physical stress, financial stress, and mm. once it all combines together, it, it can leave you in a pretty bad place. So. Um, 
you know, and I can empathise with anyone that's that's going through it at the moment. So, uh, you know, you've got governments down here saying we're in this together. That's mm. just absolute rubbish that we're mm. not in it together. You know, our, our public sector um, all got pay rises through this period. You know, the rest of us have taken pay cuts. Our staff are taking pay cuts and... Um, we just can't keep this welfare up forever. I mean, once JobKeeper goes, and some of the Muppets down here in Victoria think that JobKeeper's actually coming from uh, Dan Andrews, they don't believe it and don't understand it's a federal government thing. How long do you think it will take for the industry to recover its losses and how many businesses will close, do you think, permanently? At this stage, I'd say good 30 to 50% of small business here in Victoria are shut for good. Uh, they won't recover. Um, how long will the recovery take? I'm not sure, you know, the... Um, everything centred around here in Victoria is all centred around major construction, uh, construction of primary schools, all that sort of stuff. But I think our population boom here in Victoria is going to go the other way. Everyone wants to move. They mm. want to move to New South Wales. They want to move to South East Queensland. So uh, I think some of this, uh, some of our infrastructure buildings are going to be a waste of time. We're just not going to have the population anymore. And also with the uh, with international travel too, uh, students are finding it almost impossible to come to school in Australia. Um, the, the tourists aren't coming, uh, and they're, all, they're always an important part. I'll give you an example. On, uh, on the, at the Gold Coast, for example, uh, the Corumban Wildlife Sanctuary, uh, it relied on about 60% of business from international tourists. So you can imagine how they're doing, and if you move that to other businesses across the board, it's really, really tough, isn't it? It is absolutely. Yep, the uh, the fallout will continue for a while yet. I don't think our borders are going to open for you know a good six or eight months, maybe longer, uh, mm. to international tourists. So um, that's what Australia we really do rely, especially Queensland. That the, the tourism there, that you know, up Port Douglas, Cairns, all your you know, far north Queensland really do rely on not just the domestic tourism, but the internationals coming here to see some of the great wonders that Australia's got. Mm. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get through this. Little crisis and come out better and um, I think a lot of us are wiser as to what we've got to do moving forward but as I said small business that's just fraught with danger now and people are probably really questioning whether or not they want to go into their own small business. You had enough problems beforehand business is never easy and it was uh, people seem to forget we weren't flying all that well prior to COVID um, and then when COVID sort of hit we're just exasperated the whole issue of how tough business is and with no money coming in, it makes it even tougher. Can you tell me? I just need to know the uh, what the um, the Politburo uh, Kim Jong uh, Andrews has done in Victoria at the moment, or Melbourne. What are the restrictions you have? Are you are you allowed to have uh, people uh, more than uh, say thirty or forty yeah, people, or what? We're all confused down here. I don't even know what the rules are anymore. We still have to wear a mask when we're indoors. We're um, we uh, only allowed a certain amount of people in our venue, so we're allowed 100 in our venue here in Melbourne. Um, some of the other rules, I, I, I'm even not sure. I think you're only allowed 10 people in your house. We've tuned out. A lot of us don't give a shit. We, we're over-listening to this dictator. We're over-listening to the rubbish that comes out of his mouth, and we're over-being told what to do 24-7. Mm. It's just what well, we literally are confused with what the rules are. And, um, I had a few friends in here last Saturday, uh, who are schoolmates having a little reunion, and two of them are police officers. And they got no idea what the rules are anymore. So you know, it's just it's confusing. We we want to get back to normal. We want to stop having to listen to a dictator telling us what to do, how to do it, when to do it. Um, 
uh, as I said, what the rules are. I, I couldn't exactly tell you. I've tuned out and I don't give a shit about them anymore. We, we all want to get back to living normally and uh, tune out to being dictated to every day of our lives. In uh, California, they've uh, stopped uh, uh, restaurants dining at all, people dining in at restaurants at all until December 21, uh, which is bad enough. But um, for Christmas, uh, this is how nuts government is around the world. A guy, a guy called Dave Rubin said that governments are really good at coming up with a solution for a problem that they've created in the first place. But how's this for a wacko thing? That for Christmas, you can have some members of your family there, but you are not allowed to sing too loudly because it might, it might spread the disease. I mean, is that, is that, is that nuts or is that nuts? God, some of, the, yeah, some of the rules are just crazy, aren't they? You, you wonder with the wisdom and who, who, who comes up with them. Yeah. Um, and that's what we found here in Victoria. You, you sit there and you just be gobsmacked by some of the things that our, our, uh, our government come up, could come up with. And you think these people are meant to be smart people. And I, you know, they've they got no idea about the real world or what's going on mm. at all. And some of them, like Dan Andrews, have never had a real job in their life. All he's gone is, took him seven years to do a three-year arts degree. That's how stupid the bloke is, you know, uneducated. Well, mm. he's educated, he's got an arts degree. Mm. But as I said, it took him seven years to do it. And all he's done is politics all his life. And, you know, what? Yeah, he's a good politician, average person, average human, but a very good politician. That's, uh, they'll give him that much. Hey, are you concerned about something similar happening again? Absolutely, yeah. This bloke will shut us down any chance he gets, and especially hospitality. He can't wait to shut us down. You watch if there's another case or two that appears sh- soon, he'll throw us into another hard lockdown for at least a week. I can see it coming. Mm. It's all there. Every, all his language is negative. All his every day, his rhetoric's the same. This thing spreads wildly. It's going to get you, you know. And there's no positivity to anything that ever comes out of that bloke's mouth. Mm. It was obviously the kid that was bullied at school. You can tell it. He's got big ears. Uh, it doesn't use them to listen. He would have been bullied at school, so now it's, now it's his chance to come back and bully the rest of us and try to bully us into submission. I mean, we're hoping we can see the back of him. Um, I've just joined the board of a mob called Change Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to... I will. That's probably my first foray into politics. Uh, but, you know, we're determined. There's a lot of Victorians, a massive lot of Victorians, really determined to make sure we see the back of Dan Andrews and his socialist-left government. So... Mm. I'll be doing everything I can in the next two years to ensure that we see the back of this absolute cruel monster. Mm. So, um, you know, watch, watch this space is all I'll say with that. If you were an umpire and Dan Andrews was a player, how many weeks would he get, do you think, for his, his misbehaviour? God, for his behaviour, I'd, I'd give him a lifetime ban to throw the book <laughs> at him, that's for sure. You know, you just want someone who shows a bit of empathy, mm. a leader who wants to listen, or a leader who's willing to lead for everyone, a, a leader who's is willing to do what is right for everyone rather than just his own little um, union mates and socialist left. It's just, it's, you know, I just hope people can see that and start seeing through the facade of what mm. this man actually is and what our Labor government here in Victoria and some of the Labor governments around Australia are actually doing at the moment. Mm. So, uh, mm. you know, we just need to get back to a little bit of middle ground and, and, and live a life that we don't have to live. And, you know, all dictators like Dan is they, they rule by fear, they rule by power, and they rule by division. And that's clearly what's happened here in Victoria. Just quickly, uh, talking about more positive things, tell us about what Paul is doing at the moment. Uh, I know you offloaded a couple of restaurants on the Gold Coast, but tell us about the Dimitina Empire that's expanding, hopefully. Well, the Empire's probably yeah, diminished a little bit. We, uh, um, a couple of, uh, we received a few offers for the, our, our restaurants in Broadbeach, so we did sell 
Mario's Pizza Opera in which we've been there for over 20 years and uh, which is a good offer and uh, we settled yesterday so it was um, probably a great relief. The business had been fantastic to us but we thought the time was right and the offers were good so we took them. Uh, here in Melbourne I have Lamaro's Hotel, it's a little gastro pub in South Melbourne mm-hmm. uh, and also another place in Ligon Street with my father called Il Gambero um, and yeah, the, the empire's probably diminished a little bit, but it's probably that we, we believe the right time to cash up and maybe sit on our, our money for a little while and just see where the world takes us and what happens in our in our country in the next you know six to twelve months. Yeah. Um, but I, I dare say we will open up something again in Broadbeach, you know, in the next couple of years. That's for sure. We love the area and we love the place and. Um, we've got a great affinity with a lot of the people there on the Gold Coast. Just think, before we go, somebody who's flying down to Melbourne, uh, bag of masks, of course, just to in case you're arrested for not wearing your mask. I have my Yogi Bear one, by the way. But uh, flying down to Melbourne, uh, they think, bit of a nosh-up, a uh, few wines, a few drinks, head to Lamaro's. What would you suggest? Well, you come down. We're in South Melbourne, the leafy end of uh, Central Street in South Melbourne. But we are in Antwerp. I've got a, you know, my business partner, Jeff Lindsay, is a fabulous chef. Mm. Uh, he's had more, more chefs at than any other chef in Melbourne. So uh, his duck curry is something else. Um, but also our steaks, we've got a you know, purpose-built wood-fired grill here. Um, our steaks are, are second to none. And um, just the ambience of the venue, it is really a special place. So uh, It is. And an amazing wine list. So we have you know well over 500 wines on our wine list. There's plenty Plenty for everyone here. So uh, when you get get out of Queensland, make the bench down, come and say good day, and yep. I'd love to see you. Great, great chatting. Uh, thank you very much for your Thanks, time. Uh, all the best with the health. Good luck with Dan the man. Uh, business will get better. We hope. Well, it will get better. Just head down, backside up, isn't it? We'll keep fighting. That's for sure. I'm not yep. going to not going to stop. Paul, Put on your mic. Enjoy Paul, thank the day. you very much. Thanks, mate.